better? Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. And you are listening to Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get stoned and talk about Saturday Night Live. Yes, and tonight we're talking about last night's episode, season 46, episode 5, um, aired October 31st, 2020. There was Blue Moon, Daylight Savings, whole, whole Shabbat, Shadan, I don't know what you say. Um, <laughs> and the host was John Mulaney, and the musical guest was The Strokes. Yeah, and what a show it was. So fucking good. I want to take a quick second before we get into the episode to say that listener discretion is advised as we discuss adult themes and drug use. So just be mindful of who's around you whilst you're listening. I know that after the cold open, when it went into the, when it went into the intro song that I don't want to say theme music but whatever it is I I don't know I was so stoned and I got an adrenaline rush and I was like dancing around the apartment and then it was like okay you're out of breath and you need to take notes you need to sit down now (laughs) oh my gosh this is so funny because I watched it like basically first thing this morning like I was eating my breakfast as I was watching it (laughs) so like I didn't yet have that energy but I was excited (laughs) oh Yeah, no, I was, well, I was just honestly running on, I guess, adrenaline at this point. I I don't know. But the cold (laughs) open was probably my favorite of the season so far. It was cute. Me too. It was whimsical. It wasn't a debate open. I loved it. It reminded me of like the old political sketches from like 2007, 2008 of like the Obama of the Obama, the first Obama election. Uh, that was what it reminded me of. Yeah, no, we did. it was just like kind of wholesome. The decorations were fun. It was just like, yes, it was just great. There was a Harry Potter joke, like, <laughs> but not about J.K. Rowling being transphobic, just a joke about Harry Potter and Mitch McConnell having a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, so it opens with Jim Carrey's Joe Biden telling us all a scary story and he goes, ah, when he picks up Don Jr.'s book, which I giggled at harder than I thought I was going to. It was kind of predictable. Um, but anyway, so Jim Carrey's Joe Biden proceeds to read an updated version of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And I knew you'd like that. Hey, uh... <laughs> I, I, I saw him pick it up and I was like, ooh, Steph, Steph squealed. Um, yeah, the one single tattoo I have is a raven. <laughs> so I really yeah. liked the line, quoth the Clinton, I lost before. And then it was something about counting the votes just like Al Gore. And I really appreciated the rhyme scheme of the beginning of the cold open. Fell off a little towards the end, but first half, they nailed it. No, it was so fun. And it was just great, spooky Halloween Edgar Allan Poe fun (laughs) with Jim Carrey. Yeah, they went after Mitch McConnell's creepy purple hands and said that it was a condition known as old man purple and the blood was either trying to leave his body or he was too far away from his horcrux. (laughs) I loved that so much. And then it was cute because when at the end, um, when 
when I said life in New York, what was it? Um, my Rudolph and Jim Carrey were like crossing their fingers and it was just so cute. They crossed their arms and their fingers because they did not <laughs> want to fucking jinx it like 2016. And I fucking remember that Saturday Night Live before the election and we were all like, okay, we got this in the bag. There is no way. My girl is gonna lose to this fucking pumpkin. We were fools. And now I have gray hair. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I have purple hair, sort of. <laughs> I, I, I should say, I do have my grays covered up by a color, but an addition of the past four years has been a more gray to my head than there used to be. Makes me sad. Yeah. But you know what? John Mulaney came in with his monologue. You hear that ticking? That's the clock of time. No, oh my god, I can't think about that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That was so dark. I, I, I... <laughs> Oof. Oh my okay. god. Okay, go on. Sorry, you said he was so cute. Go on, repeat uh, that. Yeah, he was, I don't remember what I said, so I'm just going to keep talking about John Mulaney coming in and talking about, you know, just 2020 and, you know, Andrew Cuomo coming on every single day, and, and that was sort of just like a a TV show for him was like watching him talk about COVID. Um, and he was saying how the something he'll miss is when he could just turn on COVID on the TV. Um, that, and I mean, watching Andrew Cuomo's press conferences wasn't a fan at first, but they did become oddly comforting. It was like, oh, here's someone who's in charge. And I know that he's not my governor, but it doesn't mean I didn't appreciate the leadership from afar any less and I really liked how John Mulaney was like yeah we talked about things going on at home he'd try to relate to the everyday person but it was really just really oddly specific scenarios that you knew stuff was going down in the Cuomo house. I, I don't know I, I do want to say that John Mulaney did also talk about something he misses about New York pre-mask is that you could overhear the best conversations. And I want to second that. I have actually heard like the weirdest, most fucked up shit. And I also actually bumped into Lena Dunham at Grand Central once and I, that was cool. Anyway, stupidly high. Whoa. <laughs> I like the masks because I can just kind of talk to myself when I'm walking. Like if a car does something bad, because I'm always, I'm always walking and not really crossing at the right time. <laughs> so I'll just be kind of like, fuck that. So, um, so I like how that's, if the car does something bad, where you're like, oh, I'm just walking, I don't cross at the right time. And that's the car does something bad. The car almost hitting you is the car doing something bad. It's not Steph doing something bad. Yeah. It's, I'm using the crosswalk, so like, it's on them for not fucking looking. Valid. But, but also, please don't <laughs> die. Yeah, no, I just have a crosswalk with absolutely no, like, lights around it. It's so weird, but it's, like, the closest one to my apartment, and I'm always, yeah. almost all, all wild in front of it. <laughs> but I wanted to say that John Mulaney's ta uh, portraying Andrew Cuomo talking to his mother about why she couldn't see her grandkids, saying, you gavon bitch, I will break your neck and bury you in the rockaways. I was like, mother... Fucker. Like the amount of times that I had heard my grandfather or father refer to someone as that Gavon, so you know, funny. like, oh my God. I I literally had tears in my eyes because it was just my grandfather on TV yelling at my grandmother. Yeah, anyway. Go on. <laughs>
Yeah, John Mulaney, he also had a line about how comedians are sort of like last responders, which I really appreciated. Nice. And yeah, then he talked about his grandma, like a lot. He talked about his 94-year-old grandma and how she's voting and how he's like, mm, you don't really order for the table right before you leave the restaurant. <laughs> and he kept telling jokes about how like, yeah, just about how his grandma, um, what was it? I forgot what he said. Oh, that she was like, you know, if it wasn't your grandma, I would have no idea who you were. He was talking about his grandmother and how before she he was walking her to her car from this family gathering and like he had to not like he was the he was a groomsman at a wedding where he had to walk the bridesmaid down the aisle like he needed to support her as she walked to her car where she was going to drive away and she gets in her car she starts the car she rolls down her window and says well before i used to be caroline Mulaney or whoever it was and now people know me as John Mulaney's grandmother and I just want to say if I weren't your grandmother I would have no idea who you were bye and like peels out of the fucking parking lot and yeah I there was also a joke about how people called themselves give themselves credit because they fought the nazis right yes they got credit yeah they give themselves credit because they fought the nazis and called themselves the greatest generation and john mulaney says we're trying to fight the new nazis if you get out of the way and it's true yeah (laughs) too true so the next the first sketch of the night was cinema classics with reese to what love him which i have been watching kanan thompson do reese to what for so fucking long and it never fails to make me give giggle when he goes Reese what and I just did the thing with his eyes where he leans back <laughs> so y- y'all know what I'm talking about if you've seen Reese what because I did it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah he talked about the Hitchcock movie the birds and how you don't really know like what the birds are up to like they're bad but like why yeah (laughs) which again he doesn't i mean he has a valid point we don't know what the fuck the birds are up to but it's basically this sketch and kate mckinnon is in a phone booth which i wrote it down as a phone box okay (laughs) she's in a phone booth and she calls the sheriff john mulaney and he's like ma'am there are not birds attacking you and she's like no they just set the gas station on fire he's like ma'am Did you just say a bird set a gas station on fire? I am going to need you to tell me how that happened. She's like, I don't know. And he's like, no, this is something we need to go. Like, how? It was fucking hilarious. She's like, oh no, they birded a man to death. (laughs) Taps so hard that the word birded a man. Um, He told me, he was like, have you tried saying shoe? Get out of here. So I guess one of the birds gets a glass cutter and Kate McKinnon absolutely broke because there's just like this bird foot trying to stab her with a knife and they, back to Rista what? And they go to a second take of that same scene and now John Mulaney's in the phone booth with her and more birds are flying into the windows. There's blood. And then Beck Bennett is getting attacked by birds. And there are turtles being carried by birds. Then the turtles start flying. And then there's bread. Beck Bennett's getting attacked by bread. 
it devolved really quickly. Like the first half of the sketch was solid and then there was flying bread. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just funny, like with um, John Mulaney as, you know, like the sheriff and Kate McKinnon dressed up looking like, I don't know who the star is of the birds, but old Hollywood, beautiful woman. Tippy Hedren. Yes. <laughs> um, she said something, I don't remember what it was that she... I don't remember what it was that she said, but then John Mulaney goes, just kiss me. And she's like, what? She's like, what? No, this isn't that. This isn't that. Everyone in my apartment laughed so hard at that. <laughs> oh, the next one was um, a song about going, about strolling to the polls was the title of the song. It was uh, Kanan Thompson, Chris Red, Ego Nuotum, and... Oh, um, Punky... Johnson. So yeah, they were strolling to the polls and every polling location they strolled up to, uh, they were informed by an incredibly white man in a sweater, John Mulaney, that the polling location (laughs) was now closed. And they kept strolling. He informed them they had to stroll up the highway. They were walking up the middle of a freeway, quote unquote. Um, uh, they get to a polling place. They wait in line for three hours. They get to the front of the line. They're informed they don't have masks, so they can't vote. It was a funk yeah. music video about voter suppression. It was, I thought it was interesting and well done, but not too many laughs in voter suppression. Probably not. It was kind of like, oh, this is kind of, real <laughs> um but yeah and then when they got to the polls there was like a man walking around with a fucking i don't even know what that was a big old gun yeah it was like an ak it was like an ar-15 probably it was an assault rifle he know. was walking around in bulletproof gear and camo and he was it was some scary ass voter suppression shit which we might see in two days so you know We've been seeing America, America. Wish we could vote and not get shot. (laughs) Sorry. And then, yeah. So after strolling, we had a fucking hilarious sketch about Sleepy Hollow and Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. And so the Headless Horseman is like, ah, I'm going to get you or whatever. Take a bug crane, John Mulaney. And John Mulaney's like, yo, I, I have a few questions. Oh, and the Headless Horseman is Beck Bennett. Um, just so you get the full, the full picture of this. And he, so Beck Bennett is sitting there. I almost said Beck Bennett is holding his own head, but it, it's the magic of props. I don't fucking know. Um, well, he's, he's the headless horseman. Yeah, he's the know? headless horseman. So, yeah. So, John Mulaney's like, I have a question. Have you ever used your head on yourself? And it's like, oh my fucking God, this is going to be a sketch about face fucking or blowing your, yourself with your head because your head is, it's like. About the headless horseman. <laughs> like absolutely so Beck Bennett is absolutely disgusted by this suggestion and he kind of goes along with it and he's like half answering John Mulaney's questions but half like no 
what the hell? No, you are going to hell. Like, what are you doing? No. And then Pete Davidson rolls into town, rolls over, and he's like, I came as quick as I could. And I thought that was going somewhere. Um, <laughs> but, um, and so he's like, oh, I have a question. And then he asks if he, he asks, Pete Davidson asks if Beck Bennett has ever rolled his head into the women's room to just get a look-see and keep a mental memory. Like, mental, mental pictures. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, again, the headless horseman is horrified. And Oh, well, also, when Pete Davidson, um, he was like, after he answered that question, he started to ask the same question that John Mulaney had asked. And John Mulaney was like, no, I asked it. <laughs> he was like, great minds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the third person comes in. It is Mikey Day, who is 40 fucking years old. Wait, what? <laughs> How the fuck is that man 40? Oh, wow. This he like... looks like he's not. No, he, it's, have you ever watched Hannah Montana? The brother who was, you know, a teenager, he was like 35 in real life. It really just is crazy to me. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, a little weird. So Mikey Day's character comes in and he asks if Beck Bennett has old timey removable teeth, because that would feel really good. And then they start talking about uh, if he would make eye contact with his head. And Beck Bennett's like, why? And Pete Davidson and John Mulaney both answer at the same time. Pete Davidson says personal connection. And John Mulaney's like, oh, no, power is what does it for me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, I was laughing so hard. But also, like, how the fuck is this so early on in the show? Like, they are literally discussing, like, oral techniques. And they're asking if uh, Beck Bennett has a gag reflex. And... Beck Bennett says, I'm going to send you all to hell. And one of them is like, why send us to hell when you could send yourself to heaven? Or maybe Mikey Day comes in now and he asks if the head was dishwasher safe. Oh, yeah. And then they ask how to clean it. And well, you could just, you could just drink water and it would just wash it out. And they're talking about how to clean the headless horseman's severed head or clean come out of it. I can't, I can't even believe I just said that. Yeah, like clean. (laughs) They're talking about using the Headless Horseman's head as a fucking fleshlight. And it was so beyond what anything I thought I was going to see. And honestly, that's something that I really feel that Pete Davidson and John Mulaney probably came up with while sitting around during quarantine or some kind of Halloween. Like, do you think the Headless Horseman fucked his own head? And it's like, well, that's going to be in the next show. So, you know. And then the sketch ended. It ended with a... Happy Halloween from all of us at NBC to you, but especially, but mainly from Lauren who wrote this sketch. And it was like very clearly not true, but I cackled because again, that's just funny. It was really funny. <laughs> um, the next one was, it was like a public service announcement, kind of just like about New York being like, oh, you know, we've been through a lot, but we're still the same New York, and um, we still have the same, you know, fun, fun things and people, and then you see in the background, Kate McKinnon is, you know, being a fun little old lady, and 
you know, just doing old lady things, like, run around with her shirt off, you know. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I honestly don't know that that's a fun little old lady thing. I do that, but yeah, whatever. Um, no, uh, yeah, it was just like a thank you to New York saying that, yeah, it was a thank you to New York and a nod to the weirdos of New York. And it made me miss it so much. Like there's a lot of gross about New York, but God damn it, you always knew. You knew when you were there, you were always going to see someone that was just fucking just, I don't know, just so strange. So, yeah. Yeah, that is something that I kind of miss and will probably not experience for a very long time. Yeah, I really, I just want, honestly, okay. And, oh God, I just had this thought and I literally got chills at how filthy and how germ ridden. I, I like can't even imagine doing this. I was like, oh, pulling into Grand Central and, <laughs> and walking up the stairs. And I, it was the walking up. I was like, oh God, Grand Central's disgusting. I can't go there now. Like, oh, already no, scared of getting sick there. <laughs> right? Like, I can't believe we ever went there. Never mind. It's like, we're now gonna, at some point, supposedly return to normal life. And I just can't even imagine myself getting on a packed subway. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Stay six feet away from me forever. Uh, oh my God. This is totally like an offshoot of everything, not related to anything that we're talking about right now. But one time I was at Grand Central and I was listening to this guided tour that I was not a part of. I was just at Grand Central waiting for my train to be there. Um, and they said that the ceiling, which is like, you know, like blue and has all these like constellations or whatever on it. Um, mm -hmm. They said that at one point the fucking ceiling was black because everyone was just smoking fucking cigarettes all day, every day inside, which is so fucking nasty. And then Jackie Kennedy's the one who was like, we should clean that off. But I'm like, wow, that's yeah. really fucking nasty. <laughs> Jackie Kennedy did a fuck ton to restore New York City. And when Gerald Ford wanted to let the city go bankrupt, she kind of stepped in and was like, okay. I, I once saw them taping an episode or a scene for Law and Order at Grand Central. That was really cool. Whoa, I don't think I ever saw anything. Actually, well, no, I've definitely seen something being filmed at Grand Central, but I'm pretty sure it was the fucking news. Say, <laughs> so somebody probably got stabbed. <laughs> so it was Wednesday. Literally. No, so we then went into the first musical performance by The Strokes, which was The Adults Are Talking. And I just want to say, like, A, John Mulaney looked and sounded so happy introducing them. Like, I know that he said, like, this was like, if you had told him in 2001 that he'd be hosting SNL with The Strokes, he just would have lost his mind, which is kind of what he said about if he was hosting with David Byrne the last time he hosted in February before the world fell to shit. And... I just, I, I don't know. I just, it's like, do we think that he gets to pick or suggest bands for his hosting? Cause like David Byrne was involved with his lunchbox kids or the sack lunch bunch or whatever the fuck it was called. He was involved <laughs> with that. And like John Mulaney is very clearly a Strokes fanboy. So like, I'm guessing he like asked Lauren, hi, can you have the Strokes on? I, I, I don't know, but it just made me so happy to see John Mulaney being like, ladies and gentlemen, the Strokes. Yeah. It was so cute yeah. about it. It was literally, I loved it. But yeah, then we went to the weekend update, which I also fucking loved, oh, of course. I would like to say I really liked The Adults Are Talking, the first performance by The Strokes. Please go download it. It was really fucking good. 
I forgot how much I liked them. I mean, I didn't really listen to them that much. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, to your crew, they're kind of old now, but they were really cool when Mm. I was younger. All right. So, anyway, introduce Weekend Update, please. Sorry. Yes, Weekend Update. Um, It was really good this week. Like, Mm -hmm. so much fucking energy. Um, At the beginning, I don't remember what they were talking about exactly to bring this about, but everyone in the audience did boo Trump. Yeah, it was Donald Trump claiming that doctors are letting people die from COVID because oh. they make money when people die from COVID. How could I forget and this? I don't know that I ever heard booing like that on Saturday Night Live or Weekend Update. Like, I've right? never heard the audience just straight up break and boo. Like, that was unexpected and I was like holy shit we are in uncharted times people <laughs> I was like fuck yes yeah I was um, thrilled because then they talk about how he's been you know super spreading and how he's basically out here killing his supporters which is true talk about that Stanford um study 700 deaths and one of them made a comment that Donald Trump in the Midwest had killed more people than Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy, and then they overlaid the photos of all of them together, and it looked like Donald Trump. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I loved that joke, though. <laughs> yeah, and I also really liked the joke that Trump was not a typical politician in that he spent the last week of the election killing his supporters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Che talked about... Um, he said it was insulting how politicians always try to get rappers to sort of be on their side. Um, sort of talking a little bit about Lil Wayne. Yeah. He was saying that, yeah, I guess, what was it? Ice Cube and Lil Wayne have both endorsed Donald Trump in recent days. And, well, Lil Wayne puts cough syrup in his Sprite, so take that with a grain of salt. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, one of them, Che or Joe, said that we uh, the Biden could win Georgia if there's a coalition of uh, black voters, women, and rural voters. So basically, the voice. I know. It's like, I just want to quote Weekend Update. Yeah. Just was talking about, um, what was it? I don't know what he was even talking about, but the punchline was Googling America still a democracy with a question mark. And I love that. I love when they have little, like, Google searches. <laughs> it was something about him waking up every morning Googling America still democracy. <laughs> um, I... Michael J had a joke that uh, he got an elect. Oh, that you know things could fall apart next week, and that things were just going so well for both of them. Joe's just married Scarlett Johansson, and he just got an electric scooter or an electric bicycle. <laughs> he said they were both doing equally great. Yeah, Colin Jost was wearing his engage or his, his wedding ring. He was or he wasn't. He was. Yeah, they just got married. Like literally, I was so surprised. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I know they did. Okay, so I knew they got married because it was like the Staten Island Ferry Jost married thing and it was like adorably <laughs> cheesy. But 
I literally made a note to myself to be like, oh, look for his wedding ring. And I literally, I just remembered now that I was supposed to look for his wedding ring. I looked for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jared Kushner, you looked like a child dressed up for a funeral and for real. <laughs> yeah, they ended with the, um, the, like, what was it? The pedophile 3000 or was that what it was called? I don't know what it was called. Something creepy. Like, sex offender. It was sex offender loophole 3000, right? He was the like robot that is handing out candy. Yeah, it was trick or treating. Yeah. Um, but before that, yeah. uh, Baby Yoda came on to talk about <laughs> season two of The Mandalorian. I actually loved it so fucking much. I love Kyle Mooney and I love that he was Baby, Lo- Baby Yoda. It was so fucking funny the way that he played him. He had a fucking earring in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the first time Kyle Mooney played Baby Yoda, I was like seriously not there for it. I just didn't think it was funny. And I was like, what the fuck? They wasted weekend update time on this. And this time I actually, I agree with you. It was much funnier. Uh, Baby Yoda talked about how he'd been hanging with Mia Khalifa, who's a porn star. He talked about how much weed he smokes and how do you think he got so green? And he now, I see that. Holy shit! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Steph had some fun earlier. Look at my reflection. Like, oh, is that what I think it is on my neck? It is. (laughs) It is. It is. Did I ever show you the picture of the one that gave me? I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. It was like this big and this wide and dark purple and whoa, green. Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. I was like fucking worried that like I had, my artery was gonna like rupture. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Bro, that's <laughs> crazy. Anyway, so yeah, Baby Yoda smokes a lot of weed. He was now selling Dago Bud, Wookie cookies and CBD kombucha called Jabba the Kombucha. So fucking funny. <laughs> Baby Yoda also said, Baby Groot, we ain't friends. Your TikToks are cringe, bro. That was so fucking funny. Oh, I, I, everything was so fucking funny. I loved it. And I loved, he said he went on Joe Rogan's podcast to talk oh. about his weed. Like, it was just great. Um. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah, there were part of the Panera selling pizza. That's an article that you're, Aunt would have shared on Facebook before Facebook made her a white supremacist. <laughs> oh, God. I tried, though, low-key. I just tried McDonald's cinnamon bun today. Today was a big day for me. So many great things. Um, <laughs> How was it? The cinnamon bun. It was bun. so good, but not as good as the Ikea cinnamon bun. Was it, was it the best thing you ate today? I'm sorry, that was so bad. Oh, sorry. Okay. That was good. Thank you. We went into a sketch that we're going to call Big Nick Souvenirs. It will most likely be called New York Underwear or I Heart New York Underwear or something of the sort. But it is a sketch about how John Mulaney and Chris Red walk into a... Nope, that's not true. How Pete Davidson and Chris Red walk into a 
Times Square souvenir shop and what do they want to buy and things are so dead and uh Pete Davidson says he wants to buy the really filthy I Heart New York tidy whities that are hanging on the wall behind John Mulaney and it was airport sushi part two <laughs> well is it airport sushi part two or is it like lobster diner part four like <laughs> this is the fourth one like this Whoa. is there and this is the fourth musical sketch they've done and they went in like oh my it God. was a very niche Broadway musical sketch like there were musicals in there that I have not listened to in 15 years and kind of forgot existed <laughs> like it was not every this is not going to be the most popular musical sketch simply because you have to really know Broadway to get it yeah. John Mulaney's a Broadway nerd so he went for it he did oh my god they had all the the Times Square characters come out um they were doing a kick line Emma was smoking a cigarette <laughs> They went to, I believe it was Kate McKinnon as a Bubba Gump shrimp singing a parody of a song from Evita. There was uh, Beck Bennett as the diddler on the roof. It was that was so just fucking funny. A pervert looking in. Oh my God, I was fucking laughing so hard. Uh, there was a crazy homeless man shouting, Where's Rick Moranis? which I thought was funny because everyone loves him, but he just got mugged on the Upper West Side. Poor guy. I don't know who said it, but somebody had a line that was like, I knew the son of Sam, that dog could talk. And I was like, wow, that's the second true crime joke this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I How did I miss that? I don't think I ever saw Chris, I don't think I've ever seen Chris Red break so much during a sketch. He was just constantly turning away from the camera and laughing. And that is something he's really good at keeping a straight face. And seeing him giggle was just so cute because he was absolutely just like, oh, fuck, I can't handle this. It was just so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chloe Feynman was like a lady from Westchester with COVID. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, she was spreading her COVID everywhere. There was a nice Irishman slam at the end about how it needed like editing and cuts. And I wholly appreciated that because that movie took us like four nights to watch. It would have been a great two hour movie. Oh, I still haven't watched it. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I simply can't. <laughs> I'll save you three hours. It's about old mafia men looking back and having regrets. It's every other mafia movie that Martin Scorsese has made. I it's I appreciate that he was trying to make Goodfellas part two, but he should have just made Goodfellas part two as opposed to trying to make something different that was Goodfellas part two. Mm. Anyway. After that, we went into the stroke second performance, which was <laughs> oh fuck, I didn't write it down. I literally looked it up and then I didn't write it down. That's it was a song. It was a song. Nope, it was a song called Bad Decisions. Okay, that's what I thought it was. It was bad decisions, and I don't have much to say about it. I thought it was a nice performance. No, it, I would say, yeah, it was really solid. I fucking love the strokes. I have gotten a number of new phones since I last had them in my iTunes collection, so I redownloaded some stuff after watching. And again, John Mulaney was so happy to introduce them. It was just adorable. I love seeing him happy. 
and it was nice seeing someone so happy so close to like the fucking election because like i i'm not that well i'm happy but i'm more nervous than ladies and gentlemen the strokes yeah he brought a lot of energy (laughs) no so the 10 to 1 sketch was the sequel to something we saw i believe it was the last time john mulaney hosted if not the previous one but it was the one where john mulaney's okay it was john mulaney's playing an uncle and pete davidson is his nephew who has memed him and this time the sketch took place at the uncle's place of work as opposed to in his home where he was talking about how his intern or how his nephew the intern has memed him again and proceeds to flip through a number of memes that were absolutely just fucking hilarious really wrong really hilarious but um yeah my the first thing I wrote down was oh no because it's the 10 to 1 and I knew they were gonna push it and I was just like oh boy this this might go places and ironically it wasn't the sketch that pushed it the furthest tonight but yeah they go back and forth Chris Red and Pete Davidson tried to high five and like adorably missed and then both giggled at failing the high five. Oh, I didn't notice that oh it was so cute oh um yeah they uh yeah so i guess the nephew then calls out his uncle because i guess all the jokes are that the uncle's a creep and you know oh he's in a sex cult but he's still a virgin and like you know just all these different slams on the uncle and his nephew pete davidson's like did you tell him what your description says oh 18 to 25 oh. and he's like oh that must have been an auto fail he's like nope you wrote it out said any older and it's not worth your time did you tell him what dating app you're using he's like uh tinder pete davidson's like nope chicksinprison.com it was chicksinprison.com sugar daddies looking for inmates and everyone's like oh jumble and he's like hey they're much easier to control that way at which point everybody loses their fucking shit because he's at a work meeting and yeah, that was that was fucking insane. It was insane, and it like totally took the sketch and like it was like, oh my god, the uncle actually is a creep. <laughs> the nephew was right. Yeah, my favorite one of the um the memes was that feel when the priest's finger goes in your mouth during communion. Oh. oh. Gross! No, I. You, you put your hands out. They put the little wafer. They put the cracker in your hands, and then you t- pick up the cracker and you put it in your mouth. And, uh, nobody feeding me. Nobody feeding me Jesus' body. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> if I want to eat Jesus' skin, I'll eat it on my own vo- of my own volition. Thank you very much. Oh my God! I know that you don't watch The Grape. I was just watching it last night. It's the show about the what? Catherine. The Grape. It's on Hulu, and it's about. Oh, you, oh, you told me to watch it. Yeah, oh yeah, my God. yeah, yeah. It's where, where Elle Fanning is Catherine the Great, and she's so cool. But basically, this is not in any way spoiler, but there was a scene where the priest in the like palace, like he came up to her and he was basically telling her that she needs to like stand down on something that she's doing because it's messing with the status quo, you know? And he puts his two fingers up, like, like that kind of like as he's talking to her like to her fucking mouth and she bites him so hard that he fucking like there was just blood everywhere it was such a crazy fucking scene oh yeah she just would not like open her fucking mouth oh and then her like servant came in and was like what the fuck her servant's also like related to the priest so it was like a whole thing (laughs) wow well i definitely have never done that when going back to visit family let me bite the priest. (laughs) 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been times when I've thought about it, but I've never done it. No. You fuck on biting the priest. <laughs> he launched into a political anti-abortion college is trying to liberalize you speech on Christmas Eve. I wasn't happy. That's that's an awful lot to get into on Christmas fucking Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve is the pretty service with the pretty flowers and the nice songs. And you go, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Not... <laughs> College is liberal! It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Shit. I hope Rudolph brings you presents, <laughs> too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was, yeah. So, yeah, what was, uh, what was your favorite sketch of the night? Very, very tough question, because I liked a lot of them, but I'm gonna go with the birds, um, Rista what? Some of the classics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have to pick the Sleepy Hollow uh, Ichabod Crane sketch because, again, watching four grown men just make blowjob jokes on national television, it was fucking hilarious. It was like the opposite of Adele's big dick sketch last week. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have a least favorite? Um... I don't want to say stroll into the polls, but I think stroll into the polls. Fair, yeah. That was, like, almost too real. <laughs> yeah, um, it just... I mean, I guess I also, like, thought it was a little bit weird just how, like... It just kind of took me out when the, the ending was that they didn't have masks. I don't know. I just didn't like that. <laughs> it's like, I get it. Please wear a mask when you go vote. If you're going to vote in person, please wear a mask. Please wear a mask anyways. Uh, and... Yeah, if you're hearing this and you haven't dropped off your ballot, please go fucking drop off your ballot. Thank you. <laughs> get, get on your shit. If you're hearing this after election day, this doesn't matter to you. If you're hearing this after election day, good for you. Right! Yeah, you voted! Congratulations. Thank you for doing your part for democracy. And if you voted for that orange pumpkin, go fuck yourself. Which elderly man won the elderly man contest? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to find out. Oh my god, I suppose the next time we record, well, it'll be after the deadline for the elderly man contest. So, oh god. Whoa. I'll see you on the other side of the war. Whoa. <laughs> wait, I was just like, wait, fuck, no, I don't want there to be a war. I just realized how real that was. Take it back. Oh my god, I forgot how, um, and good enough, sorry. And we can update, they made a joke about being drafted to the race for. I know, that was so bad. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I agree. It just took, uh, so stroll into the polls, it just took me out of the show. It was like, oh, fuck, voter suppression. Yeah, this is a big fucking issue. God, I hope everyone can get the vote. And I'm like focusing on that rather than whatever the fuck's going on on the screen in front of me. And I'm like, oh, right, wait, there's a music thing happening. And then at the end, they weren't allowed to vote because they didn't have masks. And it's like, if you're going to make that effort to vote, have a mask in your pocket. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I'm like, okay, so now these characters went through all that effort. They literally, like, walked down the highway, and you're telling me they don't have masks. Like, just weird. (laughs) But no, I think my least favorite, not that it was, like, bad or anything, but it was just the 
the one with Kate McKinnon dressed as an old lady, which I did love, but I was also kind of like, well, that's what the whole point of this is, and I also don't live in New York, so I just can't really get down yeah. with the sentimental New York stuff. <laughs> that really, I mean, it, it was nice, but it really was a sketch for people who live in New York and who stayed in New York through the whole clusterfuck. And, but yeah, no, it was just, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, I see. It wasn't a thank you. It was a let's let Kate McKinnon run around Central Park topless thing. Like, it was more of an excuse to shoot yeah. on location than it was, yeah. Which, again, fine. I'm yeah. very happy they're able to, and they did it, Thank and it was you. so nice to see, but yeah. Mm. I think that's the first time we've had four different selections for our favorites and least favorites. Wow, really? Go us. I mean, there was just so much going on in this episode. There was. Yeah. There really was. It was, it lived up to my expectations and it was a solid show. It, I laughed. I was happy. My soul feels warm. John Mulaney was the chicken soup that my soul needed. Yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah, that is it for us. You can find us on all major pod platforms where you can like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, We are on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Our at is at Sat Night High Pod. Night is spelled N I T E on Twitter because of character limits. Um, our website is also satnighthighpod.com. Yeah. What, what was the funniest thing that happened to you while high this week? Yes. Better be something fun because, damn, I got, <laughs> I got a lot of stressful stuff on my mind. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I was asking you, but... Oh, me? Fuck, I don't know why I even talked like that. Oh, my God. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess just like... <laughs> just like the experience of today. All right. I was like, oh... Okay, so we're just going to end this on Steph had a real good Sunday. And uh, yeah, I'm Gilda. Oh my God, and I'm Steph. Uh, Happy holidays. (laughs) Happy highs. Yeah, happy highs.